Welcome to the Young People on the COVID-19 Vaccine Podcast. I'm Isabella and I'm a former Kingston and Richmond Youth Councillor and I've been working with AFC Youth Services to create a questionnaire for young people around the COVID vaccine, which was live for four weeks and was funded by NHS Richmond. This podcast aims to explore some of the themes and results of the survey. I'm joined by three young people who are all current members of the Kingston and Richmond Youth Council. Do you want to go around and introduce yourselves? Hi everyone, I'm Emily Williams and I'm a recently elected Youth Council member and also the new Publicity and Media Officer. Thank you for having me. Hi, thank you for inviting me. My name is Juhi Day, I'm in Year 10 and I'm also part of the Kingston and Richmond Youth Council. Hey, I'm Pranith Lakshman. Um, I'm the Chair of the current Kingston and Richmond Youth Council and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you all for being here. So during the podcast, we're not expecting you to share any personal details or experiences that you've had with the COVID vaccine. But if you feel that you want to share it or that it might help with your point, feel free to. But again, no pressure sharing anything that you don't want to share. So I think with all of that out of the way, it's time to sort of get on to the questions. So in the survey, we found that over 20% of the 500 young people that we surveyed, we found that 20% of them hadn't been vaccinated. Are any of you surprised by this? Do you think it's an accurate representation of young people in the bar? Um, from my personal experience, um, I think that that number is higher than I thought it would be. It is quite surprising because um most of my friends and the uh, people around me are vaccinated um at least one dose which i think was the question asked in the survey so that is surprising to me and i am surprised that it's quite a high percentage um i think it's for me personally a pretty um accurate representation because um i do know from my school and the people around me um like around probably a fifth, one in five people that I've met have been vaccinated. So, and I know a couple of people who actually have been like um, influenced by their parents' views as well. Um, but I, I do think that um, it should be lower. Obviously, I think it's always good to have everyone in the youth vaccinated, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I agree with Amelie on this one. Uh, it's 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 basically the parent's influence on the child, and it's the parent's dis um, decision for a particular age group. So what I found out was uh, ages twelve to eighteen had a lower percentage of getting ill from getting the vaccine, um, and but there has been like side effects to getting the vaccine, which is most common in boys, which is called myocarditis. So I think uh, with the uh, parents researching on these things, that's what influences the child's um, likelihood of getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. So, yeah, as all of you have mentioned so far, one of the big themes that we did actually find in the survey for young people getting vaccinated was that parents weren't necessarily happy for them to have it. We also found that a lot of young people themselves were saying that they didn't want to have it because of concerns they had around safety of the vaccine. Are you surprised by this at all? Um, I think to a degree it is quite surprising because, you know, from the news and every single source of media that I've seen, like the surveys and like the results have shown that it is a very safe vaccination. Um, and so obviously it is 
kind of um, sad to hear that the parents are, you know, restricting their um, children to not having vaccination because obviously they go to school and they're going to be surrounded by a lot of other people and they're kind of hubs for COVID basically, you know, from my own experience, it has been very difficult. Um, But yeah, I think that overall it is a pretty safe um, vaccination. I think more people should be vaccinated really. Um, I was going to say, yeah, as I said, there's a um, low percentage in the age group uh, of getting very sick with COVID. Um, So hospitalization is also very low in that um, age group. So um, I I don't think safety would be such a big uh, factor in getting the getting um getting the vaccine but also one thing that could be a big factor is the protection of vaccine and how long the protection lasts for because um most it's proven that the vaccine only uh can it's it says to wane out in three to six months uh and some parents think that and some kids and parents think that um it might not be as effective to getting the vaccine as they do have natural immunity So we found that something that has make that has affected a lot of young people in their decision making has been family, of course, with perhaps parents being worried about the side effects or having to keep getting vaccinated. So I was wondering, have any of you had any conversations with parents or family that perhaps have impacted your views around the COVID vaccine at all? Um, From my own experience, um, when the vaccination did first come out, we did have a discussion about it. And of course, we did do our research on the vaccine to make sure that, you know, it's safe to use and everything. And, you know, it was kind of a resounding positive feedback from like, um, like to do the vaccination, basically to get it done. And my parents were both, I think they were like one of the first ones to do it. And, you know, it was, they were absolutely fine. And it's, it's like from people that we know as well that are in our community. Um, I think it's a very like positive, you know, feedback to it. And that has obviously influenced me because hearing that they've had a good experience as well, like the parents and like the children, like, you know, it, it does influence you and it has for me personally. Um, I I have to agree. We had lots lots of discussions about the um, the vaccine, and I think we were more skeptical at first, of course, because of the speed of the vaccine. What the speed meant was that there was very little research that we could look back on ourselves. Um, however, after the first rollout, a rollout which my parents weren't in, and then after that had passed, and we had seen you know, how effective it was, I think uh, we were all willing to, you know, take the vaccine as in when our time came. So that was the discussion. It was just mainly just, you know, a lot of uncertainty and hesitation around it rather than critical, you know, sceptical, you know, feelings towards it. Yeah, that seems to make a lot of sense. I think when something big happens, it is natural to sort of have some initial concerns about it. But I think definitely talking about it with other people is a good way of making a decision about it. So we found that most of you have, or all of you have had conversations with your family about it. But have you had any conversations about the COVID vaccine with your friends or anyone else? The conversations with my friends regarding the COVID vaccine is, 
uh, was like mostly informal. It was just when like, oh, when people are getting it. And I think that we all sort of agreed that it was important for us to get it, especially due to the fact that we are all like, um, the, we, we take a lot of public transport, we're in public spaces. So it's more like the safety of the people around us that we get the vaccine. And I think that was like a sort of the spirit we had and we were willing to, you know, take the vaccine and like my hope. And then after the vaccine, the discussions were more like, oh, what were your symptoms? And most of us had the sort of same sore arm and so, so forth. And that helped, you know, build the confidence of the people who hadn't taken the vaccine yet to see that like most of your, most of the mates, you know, they didn't really have like severe side effects. So yeah, that was the conversation I had. Um, my experience was very similar to Pranith's. Um, I think it was just pretty much a communal thing where we kind of told each other about our experience with the vaccine, told each other when we're going to get it, um, about our symptoms after or if we had any or if there was a lack of. And yeah, it was just a very positive thing, I think. And um, yeah, we kind of just updated each other on it really. And it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I think uh, I've had the same conversations with my friends as what Pranith and Emily said. Uh, like before before the getting the vaccine, we were talking about if it was effective enough, if um, there are severe uh, side effects, uh, which is not that much. But also we were talking about um, social media and its influence on people to do with um, the vaccine. So like um, it was promoting anti, there was like anti-vaccine campaigners or influences, um, which um, we like teenagers get swayed by in social media. Uh, so a large majority uh, can will be like stepping away from the um, vaccine under the influence of social media. That um, how people get influenced uh, by the wrong people or people from a different side of the story. Yeah, social media is definitely something important to raise sort of in conversations about decision making because of course young people do generally spend well not all of them but a lot spend a lot of time on social media it's a good way to connect with your friends and do things like that but at the same time there is the danger of the spread rapid spread of misinformation but also it can be positive spreading correct information so how would all of you say the social media has impacted your or your friends or family's attitudes around the COVID vaccine over time? Um, like you said, the uh, distribution of all information, uh, whether it was misinformation or the correct information, I think proved like a really significant, you know, part in our understanding of the vaccine. Um, I think that uh, especially the media, as in the press, was like a very big factor in our decisions um because they were at one point they were reporting weekly cases um almost daily sometimes and that would you know increase anxiety and therefore you know make us more likely to take the covid vaccine in hindsight um and misinformation i there were some rumors floating around but i, th I don't think they had the same traction as did the government advice i think everybody sort of knew the nhs um you know plan off by heart by the end of the you know pandemic so yeah that's that's how social media sort of you know played a part in my understanding of the vaccine 
Um, I was, yeah, I agree with Praneeth about the press and everything. Also, um, Pfizer is basically a new technology um, uh, of mRNA, and it's proven to say like one in 100,000 uh, people have myocarditis, um, which has been said in the press as well. Uh, so many could be hesitant from that. And that um, that data is for uh, people grouped 12 to 17 of age, um, which is also a, an age where people get more gullible towards the press. So again, what um, Pranith was saying, yeah. Um, I think I've agreed with everything that they've said. It's uh, I just wanted to add that I do remember on, I think it was Instagram, there was a moment where they, I think they still have it today, but they have this kind of sticker thing where it's like get vaccinated, um, which I think really motivated a lot of people to, you know, use that sticker to show that they're vaccinated and, you know, kind of keep that going because it can like be highlighted on stories and things like that. So I definitely saw that a lot. And I think that also influenced influenced me as well um, to get vaccinated and it was interesting to see other people's you know stories of how they got vaccinated their experiences so yeah thank you that was very interesting to hear both the the concerns that you might have around information sharing on social media because of course things do get changed a bit but it was also really good to hear especially from you Emily about the positives about it and how it can be used to encourage people in positive ways. So we discussed that social media might sometimes not be the most reliable source. I mean, sometimes it can be, but sometimes not necessarily. Are there any are, are there any sources that you got your information from about the vaccine in particular? Um, so one of the sources, I know this is quite basic, but it's a very good source, which is the NHS website, because um, a lot of people go on different websites, which could, which could be as trustworthy as NHS website, but uh, we know that NHS website is the most trustworthy. So if you go there, there will be a lot of uh, statistics and facts about the Pfizer vaccine. And that's where I think uh, me and my parents and my family have got most of our assurance about it's a good idea or if it's not a good idea. Yeah. Um, I agree with Juhi. Um, I also did look on the NHS page and everything. Um, but I think another site was um, a more personal one, obviously in like uh, physical communication with other people and talking to them and discussing like my friends, family, um, neighbours, that kind of thing and asking them how their vaccination went. Um, and I, d I guess that did like um, influence me into, you know, it was mostly a positive feedback. And yeah, I think it was a good way to, you know, discuss because we were being honest and real and talking about symptoms. And yeah, it was a good way to find out more about the vaccine. Yeah, I've already mentioned that and mentioned the NHS website, but also um, Lancet Research, they do really good uh, research. And uh, right now, they've just come up with one about va uh, vaccine hesitancy, uh, that uh, so most, which is mostly in the lower socioeconomic strata. So, thank you for all of that. I think, yeah, the NHS website completely is an amazing source, not only for COVID vaccines, but also for anything kind of health related. So if there are any people listening to this who want more information about the COVID vaccine, I would definitely recommend 
checking out the NHS website because it does have well all the information about who can get vaccinated where, when, how. So that is really a really good source. But one thing I don't know if you've all had the same experience that has surprised me is that generally as a young person, I get most of my information from school. However, with the COVID vaccine, I haven't heard as much about it from school as I would about other issues, probably as a result of lockdowns and summer holidays and things, because the main stretch of vaccination did happen over lockdown and over the summer when we all perhaps weren't at school. But how? what's it been like for all of you? Have you heard anything about the COVID vaccine at school? And what, if anything, do you think your school should be doing to add more to it? I think that one of the reasons why the school was very hesitant in sort of circulating information about the vaccine was, I think, um, they, they realised that it's a very personal sort of choice that it, and it would almost be too prescriptive to say that everybody should take the vaccine because there's a lot of edge cases, there's a lot of like uh, concerns, like family concerns. And therefore, I think that the, you know, the message at schools was non-existent just so that those, because it was already in the news, it was in like everywhere you would look. I think that the fact that the schools didn't say, say it was mainly a way for the government to sort of say like look we're not pushing it on the children it is your choice right instead it, i think they might have been accused of being too aggressive if schools were recommended everybody to take the vaccine and even the nhs website recommends people who you know are fit to take the vaccine to take the vaccine and i think you know that nuance is lost if you were going to sort of tell schools to tell their children uh, the children to take the vaccine i think that was a big reason why that they stopped sort of that messaging in schools uh i completely agree with praneeth i think now that i think about it my school i definitely didn't hear anything really about the covid vaccine um and i completely understand it is very personal and I guess political um you know opinion for yourself um if i do think about it like you mentioned what should they do in the future or like you know what they could have done hopefully it doesn't happen in the future again um but i think maybe it would be a good thing for like the teachers or any member of staff to kind of inform the students um based on their eligibility like the dates or like accessibility of when you can get vaccinated so obviously not pushing on them to get vaccinated but just to let them know when it is available for them um because then you know if one student is thinking about it and isn't quite sure or hasn't heard anything about it because their parents haven't you know given them any information about it then they can know and kind of you know form their own opinions about whether or not they want to get the vaccine so that is my only thing i have to say about that um so I was I was saying the same as Praneeth and Amelie, and also the fact that uh, our school, my school, uh, it doesn't promote um, anti-vaccine or vaccine. Like we haven't talked about it at all, um, meaning that a lot of uh, children don't know uh, what they aren't getting into or what they are getting into in terms of the vaccine. And um, I think that the one size fits all um, thing has to approach and it has to change um uh, and the natural immunity is like like 
one side of the argument could be that the natural immunity is not taken into consideration. Also, the um, as I was saying before, the uh, vaccine protection effectiveness is um, supposed to like go off in three to six months, uh, which not many people know about. Um, so the hesitancy goes up of getting the vaccine. Uh, but at the same time, it might not be good that people know about that. So having another uh, part of the argument, um, because um, the variants keep changing of the uh, vaccine. So we have to like be updated every now and then. And the vaccine also has to be updated. And we need to have that assurance, I think. So getting educated in school about that would, have been, would be great uh, in future times and things like that. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think you can't necessarily, with everything, take a one-size-fits-all approach because everyone is very different, as you were saying. But I think as well, even if it isn't, because you can't necessarily force something on someone, I think definitely having the opportunity to have a discussion about things in school is something really good, just to hear arguments for and against, just so that you can sort of create your own well-rounded opinion on what you think about things. And sort of an er interesting area of debate that I've heard is that, well, before COVID, we all considered being healthy, being about looking after your diet, your mental health, keeping active, and sleep, things like that. But then after COVID, do you think that being vaccinated might also be part of what's considered being healthy? Or do you think that's something completely separate? Pranith? I think it is important to note that this is not the first vaccine, um, you know, in our lives. We've taken loads of vaccines. Um, and I think vac taking vaccines is like a whole different issue um, in the terms of being healthy, because a lot of people have moral objections to taking vaccines. And for them, that is completely founded in their own, um, you know, concerns. Uh, but I think that taking all the vaccines and the COVID vaccine by extension will just be, you know, an easier way to be healthy, if that makes sense. Um, it is one that requires, um, you know, without you contracting the virus, some it will give you some defence either way. Um, I think it's just an augmentation of being, you know, healthy. I don't think everybody, uh, you know, it's not as important as looking after your diet and things. But it is something that can save lives and it can help your life. Um, but again, it is a choice, as are most things, you know, listed like diet, exercise. Um, but I don't think it is an integral part of being healthy. Um, and I don't think it should be, but it certainly is an easier way to achieve that, you know, goal. Uh, yeah, as Pranit said, we do take a lot of vaccines and um injections throughout a lifetime so like uh like i just had a few months ago or last year i had my hpv vaccine and um i don't think that really changes um how you should maintain your lifestyle health-wise mentally and physically um if you go for runs in the morning then uh that shouldn't stop it shouldn't be very um it shouldn't impact your lifestyle a lot. Um, but for me, I when getting vaccines, I have to be very careful because um, 
I got most of my vaccines from India and most of uh, other people might get it from like, I don't know other, where they are from and their timetables in lifetime in their lifetimes to get their vaccine is different uh, to people who live here. So also taking that into account and not always going by everything uh, that people are saying around you or everything that's written online and also taking in consideration what your background with uh, vaccinations and health is. Uh, yeah. And how do you all think the COVID vaccine is different to all the other vaccines? Or do you think it's just the same as the others? Are they how similar are they? How different are they? Is there more of sort of an urge to get one over to get the COVID vaccine over others? Emily? Um, I think that do you mean in terms of like uh like the other vaccines? like COVID vaccines or just any other disease vaccines that you would get? Sorry, any just... Other, yeah, that's good. Any other disease vaccines? Okay, um, I think for the COVID vaccine, obviously it has had a lot less time to do, you know, research, clinical trials and preparation. But what's really special about the COVID vaccines is that it's had pretty much the whole world really, really, you know, united and working together at a much faster and much uh, more passionate rate than, you know, any other vaccine that we've seen. Uh, well, I'm not sure completely, but from what I think. Um, so I definitely think it is, despite its short length of like, you know, research and, you know, clinical trials, I do think that it's a very, you know, well thought out vaccine, very well designed and, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with Emily. Uh, first of all, yes, the new um, new COVID vaccines such as Pfizer, uh, especially Pfizer, it's not time proven like the other COVID vaccines and the other vaccines in general. Uh, so that could be that could be a hesitant side of it, um, which we we were not sure at the beginning because it's only been COVID nineteen started about twenty twenty. And beginning of 2020 um, to to about now and we're kind of already we're still new to figuring out how to stop the vaccine once and um, stop the uh, infection the virus once and for all um, so yes uh, the Pfizer which is um, basically a new technology of mRNA um, it's not time proven but it has been proven to be effective for at least a few months so I think, yes. So I think as we found through this discussion, especially one of the points that Emily just raised, it has the COVID vaccine has been developed a lot faster than perhaps other vaccines. And it is still relatively recent. It's only about a year or two old. So do any of you still have any quest unanswered questions about the vaccine? Uh, I, I don't think it's more of an unanswered question, but I think... Uh, as humans, I think we are. We have a lot of. Um, we are very curious, but at the same time, uh, we are not. We don't take into. We don't take all of the factors into consideration. So as as the years or as the months go on, and more people get uh, the Pfizer vaccine, more uh, questions would come up uh, regarding to different kind of diseases that they have. Um, so I think so far we're still very new to actually have more questions about this but uh, maybe in a few months time maybe we might get more curious when we get to know more or when the school educates us uh, more in that sector yeah 
Um, I think it would be really interesting now, um, seeing that it's nearly been a year and a half since the initial rollout, um, that um, to see the the like more studies being shown about the efficiency of the vaccine. I want to see you know how successful it was, and um, you know it would be really interesting to see like the you know COVID cases, all of that sort of data sort of put into a report. So that it's easy to access and it's um you know more you know holistic so that uh i think that would reduce a lot of people's anxieties about the vaccine if they already haven't taken it and plus in the future if there are some situations that are similar to this the fact that we have a report about this one would sort of increase the confidence about that one i think we've all stopped hearing about it which i don't think is a great thing I want to know more about the statistics. I want to know more about, you know, how efficient it was, how, um, what was its efficacy, um, as because there was one that they thought it would be, but now we have a lot of data. It would be really interesting to see the admissions rate for people with side effects, um, how many lives it saved would be a really good statistic. Um, all of these things would increase people's confidence because it's increasing the transparency of the whole program. I think that's what people have been asking for, the transparency of the COVID vaccine program. So that's my question, you know, when's our report going to be? I think I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, I love numbers and data. I'd just love to see what the efficacy of the vaccine was. I think it definitely, as we've seen, uh, while at time of recording rates, COVID infection rates are increasing, we have seen over time that they have decreased. So I think, yeah, it definitely would be really interesting to sort of see other things, just to see how the data's gone and how the vaccine has had an impact on all of our communities. So I guess sort of as a final question, is there anything else that any of you want to share about your experiences or opinions or things around the COVID vaccine? I mean, I think we've already talked about this already, but I think it's worthwhile mentioning it again. Um, that the parents are doing their own research and the children should be doing their own research. But in order for both of them, uh, both of the generations, both of the uh, both parents and children to actually uh, take interest is to actually um, find actually uh, be aware that it can actually uh, impact their future health, not maybe the health now, but maybe uh, later on when they don't know what they're what is coming up. Uh, so if they got to know more about, oh, it's going to, it might impact you later on, then maybe they might want to do more research about if it actually is helpful or maybe not. So uh, the children could have education in school and then the adults maybe could have education maybe at work or maybe like posters and things like that. Um, I would just say as like the last thing to anyone listening right now who, you know, hasn't had the vaccine or is thinking about it. Um, obviously no pressure at all to take it, but I, I would just say just to be open to, you know, researching about the vaccine and, you know, there's many sites like we mentioned before that could be really useful and like kind of be open to discussing it with other people as well. And um, you're already taking the first step by listening to this episode, this podcast. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I want to say. Yeah, thank you. I completely agree with what you have said. I think the best way to sort of learn about things and to make an informed decision is to have conversations, hear about what other people have to say, 
I think hearing both sides of an argument is always a good way to weight up both of the sides of things. And I think it definitely is something good to do to make an informed decision. And I think if there is anyone listening to this right now, as Amelie was saying, who isn't necessarily sure about whether they should have the vaccine or not, if they haven't, a good place to go to sort of get as a good place to go as a start of guessing information is definitely the NHS website. It's just really good at saying quite clearly when you can get vaccinated, where all of that information, and also with it also provides information about around side effects and the approximate prevalence of that. So that's definitely a good source to go if anyone does have any questions. So thank you everyone for listening, but most importantly, thank you again to Amelie, Juhi and Pranith for joining us today. It's been really good for you to give up your time and to just talk to us about it and hopefully hopefully spark conversations with people to get them thinking more about the COVID vaccine and what it means for them. So thank you all very much. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Isabella, it's been amazing. Thank you everybody for such a great discussion. If you want to find out any more about the vaccine, you can go to nhs.uk slash conditions slash coronavirus dash COVID dash 19 slash coronavirus dash vaccination. And that's a link to the NHS website and specifically their webpage on COVID vaccines, which we've referred to throughout the podcast. And it will also be in the description and notes of the podcast.